You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. Hello, this is the Journey Till Podcast, and I'm your host, Sean Zanotti. I believe life is about the journey, not the destination, to find the journey in every step of the road. The highs and the lows, the twists and the turns, the ups and the downs, it's in that. It's in those moments that makes life so beautiful. Our guest today has a journey of his own, Johnny Stephine. Yep, that's right. You know what? I stumble on your last name. You know why, Johnny? Because I just call you Johnny. Yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> when I get to your last name, I'm like, I stumble there. Yeah. But Johnny is a master in the basketball world. He is known to many as Dribble Too Much. He is the jack of all trades. Uh, he's an elite basketball trainer, a music genius. Uh, trust me when I say that. Uh, his music is amazing. When you're looking for the best... He is the best. Um, He is known as a genius and a whiz when it comes to ball handling and ball handling handling techniques. Um, He's worked with a host of NBA players, WNBA players, and kids literally all across the country. He's caught the attention of NBA-related brands and thousands of kids worldwide. Welcome to the Journey Till Podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Thanks so much for being here. I would love to just kind of start by talking to you about the transition during COVID. What has COVID life been like for you in your world? Yeah, well, with COVID, it it was just an adjustment. Uh, I I took some time just to see what was going on. And, you know, my passion just kept driving me to continue being creative in, in order to help kids at home work on their handles and continue being involved in the basketball community. So it was a good adjustment um, that I learned from. You know, and what I find that's interesting about you is that basically a lot of your programs or majority of them were already online before COVID hit. Do you think that was basically an advantage for you professionally from the business standpoint? Because you already had your following going. Yeah, that it was definitely an advantage because... Um, a, a lot of my fans and followers were always looking looking for things to be involved in, learn the teachings that I have. Um, and then it forced me to spend more time on those um, things that I can help people with, like my training application, my heavy ball. So I put my focus into how to how to be at people's home and help them while they're, while they're at home. Um, me being so busy with my NBA guys and my clients that I kind of have yearly, it's hard for me to connect with a, a lot of people. So I had to create a lot of videos in my curriculum and my training app so they can feel like I'm right there training with them. And I give them the same thing that I give my professional athletes. Tell us some of the things that you can actually get if you were to purchase or actually take part in your app or any of your programs. Well, you'll just learn how to get get back in shape for sure and learn how to dribble the basketball in a rhythm that you can apply to a game situation. Um, and I think the bat, the game is changing in the NBA and all around the world. If you, It doesn't matter how tall you are. If you can dribble the basketball, you can make plays for your teammate. There's room for you to play professionally or go to college. So I just made it a niche to work on ball handling and um, help as many people in, in the world get better handles off the dribble. I love, love, love your story. In fact, when we first met, we talked about your story, and I was just like, it's just so engaged. Can you share with the public how you got started? How, what basketball 
what the basketball world has been for you from a child and how you became who you are today. Yes, I can. Um, this story, it, it, I tell it different every time oh, because there's it, so many, there's so many different memories that pop on, pop up. You know, depending like on the vibe. But I started off just being a young kid that was inspired by Allen Iverson and Michael Jordan, watching them on TV. And um, my whole family, it brought my whole family together. That uh, that play when Iverson crossed Jordan, we was all like on our heels at the TV watching it. And so exci- it was so exciting and it was just a wonderful moment. And I always wanted that kind of, I, li- I liked how they brought my family together. So I would go in my driveway and just practice that same crossover every single day, every single day. Um, and then I, my, my mom let me go to the park one day and I started playing at the park and then my handles were really good because I was practicing every single day, the same move every day until I was allowed to go back to the park. So when I went to the park, um, I just said, man, I want to do that one day. I want to be able to inspire people to come together and look at basketball as an art because that's what I saw it as a young kid. And started from there, it just grew into my passion to go to the NBA and things, you know, things, injuries happened, different situation happened, but it didn't stop my drive to continue going to the NBA. So, um, always focusing on on well, the next le- the next thing I can get better at. So I started working on my jumper and my jump shot. I ended up getting a scholarship to go to college all four years, and it ended up helping my family a lot because they didn't have to worry about you know, paying tuition or anything. It was free scholarship. And that just came from just being passionate about the game since a young young age and practicing a lot. And so from there, can you talk about, I remember you sharing with me, mind you, folks, this was over a year ago, mm-hmm. that I, I remember this because it, it resonated with my spirit, how you actually then went, you started posting certain techniques on Instagram. Talk about what Instagram did for you and how it just like was the jump start to your career. Yeah, um the kids were really into social media. They the kids are always ahead of what's 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 popping and what's next. And by the time when I was working on my game to go back overseas and I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, I started this brand called Handle Life and I started posting all my training videos and posting how I'm helping kids develop. Um the kids were like before I had an Instagram, it was like, Coach, make an Instagram because everybody wants to know, you know, who's helping me out. They see me posting my videos. You need an Instagram so people can contact you. I didn't know anything about it. So when I looked at his my, this kid's page that I was training, it was all dribbling videos and lots of comments on it like, whoa, that, tr- that coach is cool. Who's that coach? And I'm like, man, I, I just dribble too much, man. And, I, and then I looked at his page. I was like, it's all dribbling videos. I dribble too much. I was like, okay, I'm going to make a page called Dribble Too Much. And I looked at it as Dribble Too Much was like the Jordan brand and, and Handle Life was like the Nike behind it. And then I just said, you know what? I'm going to be the, the first basketball training brand um, that comes out in, in the basketball space because Nike came from running – uh, Under Armour came from football and Adidas came from soccer. So I was like, there's no brands out there that really represent the culture that comes directly from basketball. And, and that was my dream and my passion. And and then I started posting on social media and everybody started like reposting my videos. So the kids who got me to get an ins- got, got me to make an Instagram, I got to say thanks to them because they put me on. And I started posting it, posting it and my mind just went, started going like, how can I get 
one more person to talk about me every single day. And then I was like the first person, I could swear I'm the first person that started going, yo, tag three people you would do a crossover like this on. And every day I would post like crossovers, moves, dribbling drills. So everybody would come to my page and a lot of kids and NBA players would come to the page and comment and interact with my stuff. And I kind of got, got the hang of it. And then thousands and thousands of followers started building up like that. So it was just kind of like a field thing. And I, I, I think it was just God's vision for me to do what I'm doing right now. And how have you implemented that story into what you're doing now with kids? I know your your platform is heavy with kids. Can you talk a little bit about that and and what you have coming up for children now? A child who may be at home, yep. um, not able to get the on the basketball court and get some training because of COVID. How can they tune in with you? Yeah, um, well, that's the, that. What I what I did was just take all my training techniques that I was traveling all around the world and helping NBA professional athletes. I actually learned a lot from the athletes I trained as well. Um, me being humble and always willing to listen, I like to for the players to tell me what's their experience of playing in the NBA or how they got there. Because at the end of the day, the player is the person that puts the work in and they get the chance to play in the NBA because their work ethic. So me being a trainer that had dreams to go to the NBA, I always ask as many questions I can to the athlete. And I ask the athlete to help me understand you know, this game you're playing on how you got there. And then I add my skill and touch from everything I learned being passionate. And my skills always match up with, you know, the NBA athlete. So they respect me on a, a level where, hey, this coach can actually do what he's telling me. He can show it to me and he, he really can hoop. So that kind of works to my advantage. So over the years of just training lots of NBA athletes and getting all of my knowledge, I decided to put it all into my training app and create these curriculums that I've studied over years to help athletes who are just at home growing up playing basketball to follow the same curriculum to get better in basketball because that's how I got better is by dribbling in my front yard. At home, I, wasn't, I didn't have a court. Um, I didn't have a basketball goal. I just had one basketball and I would just make up drills all day. And all of that stuff just came back and it served a good purpose later on in life for me. What's a nugget that I know you've worked with so many people and you, what's a nugget that you can share? Um, that's someone that you've trained with, you've worked with, has shared with you and has taught you, even though you're teaching them, what have you, what did you get out of that? Well, Chris Paul, he always giving me nuggets. Chris Paul is, you know, we spend most of the time when we're training talking about the game. Um, and a nugget that he shared with me is just always put the work in. Um, and it doesn't matter what. Like this morning I woke up like around 6 o'clock in the morning and I, and I started getting in the gym and getting in my routine. And a nugget from Chris Paul from traveling with him and watching him uh, work out throughout the summers and get better he just always put the work in. He could have a, a interview. He could have, you know, a meeting. He could have something scheduled with the family. But then he's always finds time to put like that work in and what dro drove him and make him made him love basketball. It's like that that work ethic in there. And that's a nugget that I learned from him. Just put the work first all the time. Speaking of work, your work um, doesn't just sit on the court. Your work is on the airwaves. You are a music genius as well. Um, tell us, how did that happen? How did you kind of segue from the basketball world to music? And 
for those who don't know, I mean, you're in NBA 2K18, 19, 20, 21. I mean, you're, you're, you're out there and have amazing collaborations. Tell us how that came up and um, how we can, you know, sample some of your music. Well, the, the music has always been a passion. Growing up in my neighborhood, you know, you could play, you could dance, you could, I could dance too. You know, I, I got some dance moves, so I got dance move. I can do backflips. I could run. I could play football, basketball, and music was just part of the culture growing up. So you know, and and at lunch we would like freestyle a lot. And you know, I, I love the up north rappers, so I would try to make my lines the same way as theirs. And I just continued to work on it, you know, silently for a long time. And by the twelfth grade. I, I dropped my first mixtape. It did really well. And then by college, when I got to college, I was dropping mixtape to my teammates to listen to before practice. And Seth Curry was one of my teammates. I train him now. He plays for the Sixers, but he would love my music. And all my teammates would love my music. And I didn't know if they just loved it because I'm their teammate rapping or did it, does it really sound good? Years later, when I grew the whole Instagram following, I started putting the music behind the training videos so people can start commenting and talking about it. So people people kept talking about basketball, then they started saying, who is that in your music? Who is that? Who is that? And that gave me an idea that I need to make a whole locker room album for all the athletes to prepare and train with. Like preseason, during the game, I'm going to make a whole album about basketball that mentally prepares you to perform at your best. And I trained with it all summer. I played it all summer with my clients. And my clients was giving me the same feedback. Like, when I'm in the gym getting jumpers up, this motivates me. I don't know why. It just, it's hot. And then I just went went, went on with it. And then I would try to get on the biggest basketball platform, which is NBA 2K for video games. And, and then I went out and just searched, 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 sent emails out. And then I kept sending my music. It started circulating. Then I created like a, my own challenges and it went viral and I got a million plays and then NBA 2K took my record. So ever since then, from 2016 all the way to now, I've had two or three records on every soundtrack. What does that feel like? like how does that, <laughs> is that like a pinch me moment for you? Yeah, it is. It is. And I, I realize it more with my artist friends when they hear that I'm on 2K, even though they're professional big time artists, they're like, yo, can you get me on 2K? And I'm like, what? I'm like, you, man, you, you got Grammys. Of course you can get on 2K whenever you want. But it, they tell me, man, that's always been my dream to be on NBA 2K, open the video game and hear me rapping as an artist. So for me to accomplish that, it just feels so good and surreal sometimes when I open the game up and my, my voice is all over the world in kids' living room and they can match it up to what this guy's rapping about basketball. He's actually a basketball coach, too. Let me learn more about him. And then that's when they come and learn about me and handle life. What can you share with us? Was there some music that you have that you're working on right now? Oh, man, I'm, I'm working on an album, a 10 song album right now. I got some heat. I, I want to hear something. Come on. <laughs> you can't come to the station and not give us let us play some music. I got I got I got some I got some heat that I could play samples of, but it's gonna be hot. And I plan on dropping this year and everybody's waiting on it. So and then I got two songs that's gonna be in two K um again ne the next year. So I'm excited about it. That's awesome. I'm gonna toss it out to you. We have DJ Rowe who's also in the in the 
his guest DJing today with us, and yeah. he was excited to talk with you too. But I would love for you to kind of bring in some of his music. Let's hear some of what he has going on. And you can tell us a little bit about it, too. Yeah. yeah. This song is the Ankle Bully song. Yeah, this is... Come on. I was telling her when I heard it. I was like, yeah, this... Yeah, this song, I... I this song was so independent. I did all of this independently. But now I got, like, a empire distribution behind me. But it's got some good memories, because this is what made... People know about me when I put it, all my effort, my own effort into it. That's how I got discovered with the music. This, this the Ankle Bully record. You heard this record before? Yeah. You played this for me. Yeah. <laughs> we were in the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why you think they call me ankle bully? That's cause I'm breaking your ankle, boy. Break them and put them all on the floor. My jumper wet is a sprinkler. Nobody's guarding me on this earth. You know it's money like bank alerts. I'm getting high for the temperature. I know your girl want my signature. I know she wanted a mall call. I'm always open like Walmart. Remember when they used to sleep on me? Now they not yeah, this song, I, I recorded this I song like in, uh, this song was literally made in 10 minutes. Really? And I think it got like 5 million plays on um, Spotify, but it was literally made in like 10 minutes. My engineer was in the studio and I was about to leave and my producer plays this last beat. And we only got 10 minutes left of studio time and I'm trying to use every single minute because studio time is expensive. Right, yeah. So I'm trying to use every minute to create something in there. So he plays, he's like, we only got 10 minutes. You could just listen to the beat. I was like, all right, let me just listen to the beat while I'm in the in the while I'm in the uh, booth. So they they play it, and then I was just like, why you think they call me ankle bully, <laughs> right? And then he was like, oh that's hot, keep going. And I just freestyled it. He chopped it, and it was laced in ten minutes. And then we listened to it on the way home. We was like, yo, this is the one. This is a hit, bro. You gonna get this one on two K? I was like, I hope. And I put a, a challenge with it where you had to dribble for 15 seconds while this song was playing um, and then, like, make a layup. So everybody started doing the challenge. The NBA guys were doing the challenge and dribbling for 15 seconds and, and doing layups and to the, my music. And the plays were racking up, racking up. And then I, and I was like, okay, I got it. Then I did another challenge with my other record, Let It Fly, and that, that went up. And then I was like, okay, I got my own little thing going. I want to try to be like the best basketball rapper ever. So that was like my goal. I was like, I want to be the best hooper and rapper. And I was like, if I hoop and you rap, I'm going to be better in one of them. If you rap and I hoop, vice versa. So I just try to be the best rap hooper alive. That's in my artist and my artist thing. <laughs> What's your favorite song so far? From my project? Yeah. The new, uh, this project, from the locker room, Ankle Bully is probably my favorite record. Ankle Bully. This okay. One. Yeah. This one. Why, okay. why, don't we, why don't we throw on another song, though, so we can yeah. hear a little bit of variety. Let's mix it up for a second. Yeah. yeah. Do you have, can we hear some of your new music? Yeah, I got it on my phone. You want me to play on your, ones? It's yeah, on his phone. Ones. That's can, the new one. Yeah. Okay. We, we, can, we can pull stuff that's okay, up on it. here, at least stuff for people. 
This song was on NBA 2K too. And this was just like a, a real fast record. And when in the summer when I was training with my guys, it would always be like, what's up with them ones? Like after the workout, like what's up with the one-on-one? Always want to challenge me to play one-on-one against them because they know I, like I do all the handle stuff. So then, I, you know, one one day after practice, I was playing AD, and we was playing one-on-one, and I got a few buckets on them. And then when I went home and I was on the way back, I always listen to beats on my way back from training or my on my way to training. That's when I do most of my writing when I'm on the road driving. And then I was driving on my uh, way to practice with AD, and I was just like, what's up with them ones? What they looking like? And all my songs kind of get created from like real moments of basketball when I'm on the court and I just turn it into like a whole song and I just freestyle the whole whole song and it just comes out and I lay it out. Everybody started loving it. And then NBA 2K hit me up and was like we want this one on the sound on the newest soundtrack and I got this one licensed to 2K too. This one right here? Yeah, yeah. Look at you. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. This is nice. Thank you. I appreciate that. I just try to snap on every record, you know? <laughs> what is new and what are you what are you giving new or different this time around than before in the past? So my angle this time around like, I always could rap and make music about anything, but I just wanted to make music that makes sense with my brand, with Handle Life, with training. Um, I, and I came from, like, a really rough childhood. I came from the hood. You know, I've seen everything. I've been in everything. But I chose not to, you know, rap about that stuff. And I was like, let me make something that fits for the attention that I have right now. Um, so my goal is to be able to still express where I come from and who I am and people to learn a story about me. But I was just continuing to make basketball music. So my new project, it's the same, it's the same kind of basketball music, but now I'm talking about, you know, like records like Handle Life Story is talking about what goes with playing basketball. You know, like when you when you grow, grow up in the hood, you got choices. You're going to either play basketball, they say you're going to play basketball or, or rap. That's like what 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 it is in in the hood, and when you want when you choose to play basketball, that doesn't mean there's not other obstacles in the way. Growing up in a neighborhood that could stop you, you got friends that could stop you, you got people in the neighborhood that everybody looks up to that could stop you, and negative energy that you got to kind of dribble around. And every day when I used to go to the park, I used to have to make decisions like, am I gonna stop over here? And chill with this homie because this homie over here getting money, man. And I'm trying to play basketball and my mom needs help with rent. So I would like have to make those kind of decisions all the time. So it's something that and then basketball saved my life when my coach put me on the team and was like, hey, man, look, I'm going to put you on this team. You this is you. You're our family, not the streets. This is your family. And then I just grew from there. So my record handle life story. Um. I talked a lot about how I grew up in basketball and how I had to make decisions. That's how I featured Damian Lillard because I know he came from the same environment. A lot of these top superstars come from them environments where they got to make the same decisions that I had to make. 
You know, Russell Westbrook, KD, Damian Leonard. A lot of these guys come from the hood. And being a hooper, just because you play ball doesn't mean you had it easy. Like you had to fight to be able to play ball every single day and make a good decision because it's right there in your face. And on the records, I was like, man, I said something about when my friends, I used to go to school and I used to be like, man, how you got those shoes? And, and they would tell me how they get in shoes. And it's just like, man, I... I just wanted a pair of shoes, and they telling me, yo, this is what we got to do to get the shoes. And I'm like, man, I just wanted shoes, trying to hang out with the crew. But I love that record, and that's my angle on my next project, just to talk about more of the lifestyle of basketball and what, and what it takes to be a basketball player and the decisions you have to make. And on my new project, I got a song called Penny Hardaway that's talking about, it ain't talking about buying a girl a Birkin, but it's talking about, yo, when you a baller, Every girl want a Birkin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> so it's like, yo, you, those are, I'm trying to, you know, really expand the music to really play both sides where it's normal music and I'm still relating to the youth and the young, young hoopers that's growing up in the ball. What advice would you give to a young athlete or even an NBA player right now who may be um, just trying to figure out how to make it through right now? Thoroughly. Man, any NBA player or young athlete, especially at this times, I would say continue like having that picture in your mind of where you want to be at. See, that kind of like that, that that's what saves you. And as soon as that picture starts to disappear, then you got to you got to really try to find something else that you want to be. You just got to want to be something great, you know, and, and if you want to be great, you're going to do the things, you know, to be great, like discipline and and work out and be disciplined and work out like a lot of these young athletes in NBA they get in trouble because undisciplined and and stop working when you stop working nothing happens for you no, no positive comes out of that and when you have a dream and you stop working that's when that other person comes and he swoops your dream up and run with it and now you're looking like man I they took that idea from me or this, that. You just got to keep working and have a dream and pursue it. How do you stay focused? How are you doing that? I got a family. So I'm like, my energy is, I'm playing around with a lot of different things right now. I'm still doing music. I'm still training. I got products out. I got my training app, my heavy ball. Um, But I, what, I, what, I, what, what motivates me now is like putting it together every day and getting people around me that I can really take care of to continue moving this machine together so turning everything about myself as an operation like i'm i'm johnny and i'm the ceo of johnny what's the you know what and then you have this business handle life and i have to be the middleman between all of this stuff so i got to kind of manage my you know my myself my mind my body and i got to manage the business the family i got all of these things i got to take care of being the ceo of my own mind and that's what keeps me motivated to see see me operate and keep moving, keep moving the machine. Because if everybody, if there's a building and people stop working inside the building, then you get a lease in front of the door and somebody else move in. So I kind of look at it like my body, my temple is my building and I got to keep on, you know, putting myself around people that's going to continue to help me move. Yes, I I second that especially during this time of covid i've learned that it's 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 not about it's about the relationships yep. in your circle and that's everything 
Yeah, one thousand percent. There's a lot of people I gotta say thanks to, man. Um, I was I was I was working with Drake right before the pandemic, and I spent a lot of time in Toronto, and I was like I was able to see how he operates, and he goes hard at it, at what he's passionate about. And that was right before the shutdown, but it was motivated because he got this big old crib with a gym in it and everything, but he still works from sun up to sun down. And, and that motivates me because when you can have everything and you've worked to the highest peak to be called the best in your lane and you still go, I, I ask questions like what motivate, what, what motivates him, you know? Did he, could you share what he said? I'm curious. His, a lot of things motivate Drake. He always wants to be the best. Um, his family really motivates him. Um, and I think he's just a hard worker. I think he's really secretive of letting anybody inside his circle of anybody he he's really protective of his energy like protective of it yes and he's not and he's always everybody's always moving forward and if you're if you're going the opposite way you just get left and that's what i see like motivates him is his family and just to be the best mm, i love it yeah all right i want to end the show with a segment that i'm calling tell and tell which is very just a play on the the word show and tell yep. what is something that you can tell us a secret of if you will um something about you anything that the world does not know that they'll know now what yes <laughs> <laughs> so i gotta tell y'all a secret yes i want you to tell a secret it could be maybe it's your morning routine Oh. Or maybe it's your, I don't know, if it's a certain uh, food item that you eat all the yeah, time. Or yeah, I don't know. I'm just yeah, tossing my, some my, things out there. My secret on how I get my handles better yeah. is the Handle Life Heavy Ball. I know it sounds crazy, but that's my biggest, that was my biggest secret. And when I made the product, I'm so happy because that's truly the reason why my handles look so sharp. And strong, and I'm able to do the you know moves I can do on the basketball court. It's a big secret of mine. So, and now I'm sharing it with everybody. Okay, <laughs> if they want to be part of this secret and get your ball, how can someone do that? What can they do? They can go to shop.handlelife.com. That's where you get the basketball. And if you want the music to motivate you to work out with the basketball while you get that, you just look up Dribble Too Much on all music platforms. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being on The Journey Told. I really appreciate this conversation. I appreciate you. This has been amazing. Thanks for sharing your journey. I'm excited to see this. Let's do it. Well, that's it for this episode of The Journey Told Show. Thank you so much for joining us. I want to leave you guys with a little nugget that my father has often said to me, and that's to be the best version of you that you can be. Let that sizzle in your spirit. Until next time, folks. You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio.